Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, September 12th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I am here solo tonight, mainly because of some scheduling issues that were on my part. Sunday, we celebrated my niece's 12th birthday, and then I had a friend doing a live show in town, so I had to go to that. So really, it was my fault that we weren't able to get a normal episode scheduled, so instead, you are stuck with me flying solo, running through an actually decent amount of news for a Friday over the weekend into the Monday episode, so hopefully I will keep you entertained and informed over the next 15 to 20 minutes, but... Before we get into the news, I did want to remind you of some things that popped up in your podcast feeds over the weekend. Uh, It had already been in the Patreon feed the previous week, but this Saturday, Jan Simpson's latest episode of All the Drama fell into that feed. It covered the 1949 Pulitzer Prize winner for drama Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. Of course, there is a new, highly acclaimed uh, transfer from London coming of this show that will very much be one of the biggest shows of the fall. So very much looking forward to seeing that show. And Jan's insight into productions is always a great way to get yourself acclimated to new things on the horizon. And then I stepped in for James on Sundays this week on Broadway. Peter, Michael, and I talked about a host of things, but most notably, Peter's recent trip to London. Talked about a lot of different shows, but the main one he talked about was Back to the Future, the musical, which will be coming to Broadway here in the very near future. So hear all of his very interesting and insightful thoughts there. And one last thing before we get into the news, of course, you know that you can get all of our episodes on patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon before you get them in the regular feed, but... In addition to that, we had our first, I think, first Patreon giveaway this past week where any active Patreon member could be entered into a drawing to win a signed libretto of the Pulitzer Prize and Tony-winning musical A Strange Loop, signed by composer and writer and lyricist and book writer and conceiver and creator and all of that stuff, Michael R. Jackson. And as we announced on This Week on Broadway, the winner is Andrea Wister. So congratulations to Andrea. We will... Uh, quite possibly have more uh, giveaways in the future because this was very successful. You all seem to really be excited about this. So we will see what happens with that next. So I talked about the Death of a Salesman revival coming to Broadway here as being one of the most anticipated shows of the uh, at least the fall season, if not the entire season. Another one that I know that I have been desperate to see since it ran off Broadway and then also won the Pulitzer Prize. So maybe there will be a... uh, Uh, a Jan Simpson episode of this one later on. Uh, I don't know that she's done one before. Maybe she has. I'll have to check. But that is between Riverside and Crazy. This show originally premiered off-Broadway at the Atlantic Theater Company in 2014 and then transferred to Second Stage's off-Broadway theater in 2015, while now Second Stage is bringing it to Broadway as they have previously announced. And now we know who the cast is and what the actual dates are, which is very, very helpful for me when I'm trying to schedule two trips in the fall. Um, But the show will be Begin performances at the Helen Hayes Theater on November 30th, ahead of a December 19th official opening night. Most cast members from the Off-Broadway Company will be returning for the Broadway run, but not all of them. Stephen McKinley Henderson will return into the lead role and will automatically be a front runner for a Tony Award. He will be joined by his fellow Off-Broadway castmates, Victor Almanzar, Elizabeth Canavan, Rosa Colon, Liza Colon Zayas, and Michael Rispoli. Liza Colon Zayas is one of the standouts from the TV show The Bear, which I absolutely 
adored and really works as a great companion piece actually to um, Clyde's, which was off-Broadway in this same space last year. But um, anyway, previously, um, Ron Cephas Jones had played the role of Junior in the off-Broadway company. Unfortunately, he will not be continuing with this production and somebody in that role will be announced shortly. Austin Pendleton will direct this show, which as we mentioned, uh, did win the Pulitzer Prize for Stephen Adley Giergis. Very much looking forward to that one. Another show that I am very much looking forward to, as we've talked about before, is this new revival of 1776, which is going to be running at the American Airlines Theater, beginning performances on September 16th with an opening night on October 6th. But what's interesting about this is that Crystal Lucas Perry, who originated the role of John Adams in this production in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and will begin performances on uh, in the Broadway run, is actually going to be leaving the show on October 23rd, which is just, I mean, barely over two weeks after opening night. Um, it is said that she will be announcing for a project that is yet to be announced. So whatever that is, congratulations to Lucas Perry. But she's being replaced by Crystalline Lloyd in the role of John Adams, which is very exciting. You probably remember her as originally the role of Alana Beck in Dear Evan Hansen. She's also been seen in uh, Fairy Cakes Off-Broadway and Invisible Thread, which, of course, was directed by 1776 co-director Diane Paulus. Um, as we've talked about many times before, this revival of the beloved show is, I don't know, gender bent is the right term for this one, but it is gender inclusive. Um, not only are there a, a lot of women in the cast, there are gender non-binary and gender non-conforming performers in the cast as well. I, as I've said before, I've seen an all-woman production of 1776 before, and it worked remarkably well. So I'm very, very excited to see what Diane Paulus and Jeffrey L. Page, who is the co-director, uh, do with this one. So um, this is coming from Roundabout at American Airlines Theater coming up really this week. That's right. It comes up on Friday as the first performance. So very, very excited about that. We also got some casting courtesy of Deadline, so it's always fun when that happens. Um, they first broke the news, which was uh, eventually announced at the D23 uh, Disney Fan Expo in Anaheim. Coming up, as we've talked about before, the Wonderful World of Disney on December 15th is going to be doing one of their live reimagining concert productions of one of their famous musicals. Um, this one will be Beauty and the Beast, and we found out at least some of the principal cast for this, and it is pretty darn exciting. Josh Groban, who of course will be getting ready to do uh, Sweeney Todd, uh, he will be playing the Beast. He will be joined in, in the, the titular roles, so to speak, by Oscar winner Her, who will be playing Belle. Broadway's own Joshua Henry will be playing Gaston, which is just mwah, chef's kiss there. And then EGOT winner Rita Moreno will play the narrator for the night. So obviously lots of other roles still to be filled with what I'm sure will be absolutely fantastic talent. John M. Chu will be the executive producer and Hamish Hamilton will direct. It will air on ABC and then will be available to stream on Disney Plus the next day. I mentioned that 1776 originated its run, at least in this incarnation, at Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, we're going to go back to Massachusetts, and this is for the, I guess, out-of-town tryout of Sing Street. This musical had originally been scheduled to come to Broadway after a run off-Broadway, but made a little detour, one, because of the pandemic, 
And then also because a lot of folks didn't think that it was ready for Broadway, it is currently running at the Huntington Theater in Boston. It'll be there through October 2nd with hopes that it will still come to Broadway. This is based on the indie film of the same name, which I absolutely loved by uh, John Carney. And it features a book by Enda Walsh and music and lyrics by Gary Clark. Uh, as well as Carney. Uh, it is directed by Rebecca Tashman and features choreography by Sonia Taya. I'll just run through a couple of these uh, reviews here real quick. Don Acoin, writing for the Boston Globe, said, quote, The Huntington Theatre Company's exuberant production of Sing Street packs such a visceral punch in making its case that by the end, it's got you believing it too. But what comes through with Gale Forrest is what those songs mean to the kids who are playing and singing them. It helps that Sing Street is that rare show where cast members actually look the ages they're supposed to be. Walsh's script is smart and incisive in the ways it reminds us that rebellion and aspiration can sometimes be the same thing. Joey Sims, writing for Theaterly, said, quote, The young band members are uniformly excellent and find a persuasive, unforced camaraderie. At its best, this new Sing Street hits on the unique, heartbreaking comfort of finding your little piece of beauty amid an endless sea of heartbreaks. And finally, Jack Quinn Sinclair for WBUR said, quote, Bursting with the buoyancy of youth and balanced with life's inevitable bouts of melancholy, Sing Street centers on the romantic love budding between teenagers Connor Lawler and Rafina, the making of a band, friendship, the joy of music, and the necessity of dreams. In addition to a top-notch cast that kept the crowd audibly rooting for them, the intelligent direction of the Tony and Obie Award winner Rebecca Tashman, coupled with Sonia Tai's choreography, offers a smooth, delightful ride through the Lawler family's lives. Uh, as I've said before, I, I really adored this movie. It's a really sweet, fun show that has a, a film that has a lot going for it, and I hope that it finds a good adaptation on stage, which it sounds like they've certainly smoothed out some of the issues that it had off-Broadway. Moving back to New York with some news, but not necessarily in the way that you would imagine. In a Deadline exclusive, uh, they reported that Peacock has landed a new show called The Show Must Go On, which you know, obviously has some sort of theater connection. But what's interesting about this is it's an hour-long murder mystery anthology series, which would mark the first time that Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera is used as part of a television series. So what this is, is a dark comedy murder mystery. Uh, according to Deadline, each season would take place in the days leading up to a big live televised event and would tackle a, mur a new murder with a refreshed cast. Season one is set behind the scenes during the making of a fictitious version of Lloyd Webber's worldwide mega hit, The Phantom of the Opera Live. Wow. Okay. So it is actually coming from Austin Weinsberg, who is the uh, showrunner and show creator of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, as well as Robert Greenblatt, who was the former head of NBC and was one of the driving forces behind Smash, as well as Lloyd Webber and other folks as well. So I kind of love it. Like, it's weird and it's really kind of strange. And, and I like those kind of things. Phantom's not my favorite thing, but... I think it's interesting, so I'm here for it. We will see what happens when it ends up showing up on Peacock at some point in the future. In other news, the new Frank Wildhorn musical, The Song of Bernadette, will have a New York City workshop this week. Starring in it will be Sophia Ann Caruso and the indomitable Leia Salonga. Uh, the complete cast for the reading 
uh, and the workshop will be announced in the coming days. But uh, it is preparing for a the show is preparing for a run at Milwaukee's Skylight Music Theater from May 19th through June 11th of, of 2023. No, of course, no word of Sophia or Leia will be a part of that. But you certainly get some star power to do a workshop like this that uh, that uh, attracts some attention. Christopher Catelli is directing and staging the show, which features a score by Wildhorn and lyrics by Robin Lerner and a book by award-winning playwright Rennie Groff. And finally, in this section, another thing that came out of D23 in Anaheim last week was the fact that Oscar-winning Broadway star Ariana DeBose has been tapped to lead the latest Disney animated film, Wish. Ariana DeBose will star as Asha in the film, which will feature all new songs from singer-songwriter Julia Michaels. The film is slated to be released in 2023. Not only did they release an image from the film, which gives you a really good look at Ari's character, but she also sang a song from the film, More of Us. Uh, We will have both the look and the song in the show notes if you want to check that out. All right, I will wrap it up with a couple of recommendations. These are not going to be like video or music recommendations. They're going to be two things that I want to kind of point you to on the web. The first one, uh, although it pains me in some respects, Playbill released a list of the 10 most represented colleges on Broadway during the 2021-2022 season. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to guess what schools are in the top 10. Obviously, the ones, you know, kind of at the top are are fairly obvious. And these are all performers in plays or musicals during last season, which ran from August 22nd with the uh, opening of Passover and running through the eligibility deadline on May 4th. Some schools in there that are no brainers. Um, In fact, a lot of them are no brainers. But there is a couple here or there that's a little surprising. And then the honorable mentions are interesting as well. So kind of test yourself to see how many of you, you can get before looking at them. And then finally, there's a new um, kind of a a column, part of a fall preview for the Broadway season in the New York Times. It is by Michael Paulson, and it is specifically looking at two shows coming up this Broadway season, Some Like It Hot and Ain't No Mo, which come to Broadway on the heels of Tootsie and Mrs. Doubtfire. And what those shows all have in common is that enduring trope of, of men in dresses. And what Paulson does in this article is he talks to 10 different artists who reflect on what that trope means today, how it works, why it doesn't in some cases. It's really interesting. You've got Jay Harrison Gee, who plays one of the characters in the Sound Like a Hot musical. I'm talking about it. You have uh, Jordan E. Cooper. You have Harvey Firestein, Taylor Mack, Angelica Ross, Charles Bush, John Epperson, John Andrew Morrison. Lots of... of of folks who have experiences with uh, this kind of stuff and, and drag and cross-dressing and, and and all of those things on a theatrical stage. So um, really interested uh, to see how both of those shows navigate some of these issues that we've talked about quite a bit over the years uh, with Tootsie and, and Mrs. Doubtfire, but a really interesting and insightful read that I uh, think will put a lot of context into what these things that we've talked about a lot recently. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. I hope you have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we will talk to you tomorrow.